Hi, I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. Guys, we had a major development this weekend. After a year and a half, I returned to one of my happiest places, the movie theater. I am and always have been this way, um, a person who loves to go to the movies by herself. I mean, I obviously go with friends and things, but I love to go to the movies by myself. I started doing it, I think I kind of remember starting to do it this summer I interned in New York for Interview Magazine, and uh, it was the summer before my senior year in college, and I lived by myself, found my apartment via the Village Voice, um, when it was still a print newspaper. And I would just go by myself because I was like, I don't need to wait around for someone. And that's, I've kind of been that way ever since. And I really enjoy it. I'll just go like sometimes just on like a Sunday morning, like work out and then go to the movies. So it's something I have missed so much um, over this whole pandemic. And so I went back to the movies and what a great film to kick off my return. I saw Zola and it is so good. I loved it so much. Um, it's directed by Janixa Bravo and she also co-wrote it with Jeremy O'Harris, who, um, you might know from Slave Play, um, on Broadway. And it is based on a viral Twitter thread from 2015 by this woman, Asia or Zola King. And, and then there was like this David Kushner Rolling Stone piece about like kind of the real story behind that Twitter thread. So I, I you probably remember it. I, I, rem, I mean, I remember the Twitter thread. It was so compelling. Um, it's, it's like the framework for uh, this film and, and they keep really true to like kind of the voice of, of Asia. And it's about two exotic dancers and, one of their boyfriends and one of their pimps who go on this road trip to Florida ostensibly Zola is under the impression that they are going to dance and and things take a lot of turns from there um you can still read the thread online and you can find this Rolling Stone piece it won't ruin the movie for you in any way so Taylor Page plays Zola Riley Keough who is Elvis's granddaughter um is Stephanie and then Cousin Greg from Succession, a.k.a. Nicholas Braun, is the kind of ha- Stephanie's hapless boyfriend. And then Coleman Domingo is the pimp. And they are all so good. Um, obviously, I love Succession so much, I can't wait for that to come back. And <laughs> Nicholas Braun kind of plays like a version of, of Cousin Greg. But um, Taylor and Riley are just phenomenal. I mean, Riley's character is not someone who is likable. I mean, she's actually described her herself as like offensive in every way. Um, but they're, they're really magnetic together. And there is just, it's such an interesting way to tell a story. It's really modern. It's really fresh. And not just because it came from a Twitter thread, but the like use of color, the use of sound and sound effects. And it's really highly stylized and cool. And, um, they play with, the storytelling in a way that's like not totally linear and and it's just really interesting and it's also like a really tight movie it's like just under an hour and a half long and it's often really hilarious but it's also super terrifying and dark at times and I just 
I loved it. It was such a great way to like go back to the movies and I got my Diet Coke and my pretzel bites and candy. I mean, it was a holiday weekend. So I was like, I'm going to do this right. It was, it was awesome. So I highly recommend that. And then if you don't want to go anywhere, I also watched, um, Fear Street, uh, 1994, which is the first part of a trilogy on Netflix. The next one's coming in like soon. Um, it'll be out like depending on when you listen to this, it might be out already, but, um, it's based, I didn't realize it's, it's an RL Stein series. I had not read these, but, um, you put 1994 and a horror movie together and I will absolutely watch it. And it's great. It's like a slasher movie and it's a group of teens, um, in this town where there's, there's been all these murders over decades and decades. And there's a mythology around, a witch who was executed in the 1600s, again, speaking my language. Um, and as someone who was 18 in 1994, um, it like hits a lot of great notes and it was, it was really fun. And then the next movie is going to be set at a summer camp in the seventies. So again, really speaking my language. So that's another one that I highly recommend, super entertaining. And I think you will enjoy it. But as for today's episode, I have a very special guest. It's episode 13, Lucky 13, which is perfect and was not planned. But my sister is on the show today. And we do talk a little bit about Taylor Swift, who is someone that she has come come around on recently. And any, even the most casual Swifty knows that Taylor's favorite number is 13. So... There's a little, like a little Easter egg that I didn't even plan on. So, and we're also going to talk about Alias, one of our favorite shows. And she's going to, she embarrasses me a little bit, like not because she's embarrassing because she tells some embarrassing stories about me. Um, but we had so much fun. I, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we, as I reference, uh, we sound a lot alike. So that's, it's, it's funny. And now when I was listening to it, I, I, it's crazy how much we sound alike, but, um, it's a really fun episode, so we will be right back with my little sister, Amanda Rucker. So I've been trying to bend this week's guest to my will since pretty much the minute she was born, or at least since our parents brought her home from the hospital one fine July day. That's right, my little sister Amanda is here. Like any sisters, we have a million things in common, and you will soon hear how much we sound alike. Uh, and we are also like super different in so many ways. But a lot of times we're like two sides of the of a coin. Like I'm Grateful Dead and she's fish. <laughs> or like when I was working in editorial, she was like a PR and marketing and comms whiz, which she still is actually. Um and then we like diverge in ways where I think we're both really creative, but she's like insanely crafty and comes up with these like the coolest ideas. And like she used to make, for example, she used to make custom celebrity pinatas and I cannot even draw a block letter. But she's also a, like a wicked good pop culture gift giver. At Christmas, I typically receive along with my like quote unquote regular gift, a fabulous tchotchke like a Ron Swanson bust or a Jax from Sons of Anarchy doll, or a Prince Harry figurine. 
And before my first nephew was born, our friend Annie and I did throw her a Parks and Rec themed baby shower, complete with a Ron Swanson cake. So obviously we're going to get into like a lot of our shared pop culture passions today. She's like a fairly newly minted Taylor Swift stand, so that's very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, and she <laughs> has also <laughs> apparently brought along some surprise topics that I do not know about. So so again, I think we're we're in for a journey. Um, though I will state for the record that I am still the big sister. This is my show and I am in control. So if it, you know, of the edit, so like if it doesn't go my way, it will eventually go my way. Um, JK, but like only a little, uh, anyway, we might as well dive right in. Please welcome my little sis, Amanda Rucker. Hi sister. Hi, it's me, Abby's voice (laughs) with just a little different, but kind of not. I know. We, I think it's the best that we sound like like pack-a-day smokers already. <laughs> yeah. Well, in we, our 40s. And like we don't. Great. Not that we ever haven't ever, but like yeah, we sound yeah. like we like were hardcore. Like, like just cartons. like. Yeah. Yeah. Like this morning. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I had 17 cigarettes before the podcast. <laughs> um, but we did used to like fuck with people. Like I feel like when I was. Uh, you were living in LA and I was in New York before I even moved to LA like the first time if I would like come and like your friends who had never met me and you would like I would like go out with you and your friends and they were like what like when I started talking or like vice versa with my friends when you would come visit like they're like I'm sorry like not the people who grew up with us might be more familiar with that but like new people yeah like I'm sorry (laughs) well we're we're individually quite loud and um, <laughs> yes, especially after a cocktail, even just half a one. Just so like then, a like a little bit, and we've been competing our entire lives for the floor at our home. And by the way, we are not the. I mean, this is a five. It was a five-person situation. Yeah, where everybody is voicey and has a lot of opinions. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like I, our little brother is on the radio too. Like he, that's part of his job. He was so, the yeah, quietest one at home too. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. But yeah, we've been like fighting for time at a dinner table. So like, welcome. We're going to try welcome. not to over talk each other, but we will. We will we interrupt will each it. other too. And you won't know who One it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to do my... Oh my God. Well, so yeah. So by the way, it? so everyone like we, I mean, we text all the time, obviously, but when we were specifically talking about the podcast, she was like, I have some things I want to bring up but I think I shouldn't tell you. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Like, you shouldn't tell me. You should just... I, and then I was trying... I've been trying now. This was... I mean, that was maybe even a month ago. I know. I did it I, a long time ago on purpose to torment Yeah, and five. so it's been... Well, and again, so no one knows how to, like, ring you dry, like your sister... Like, your sibling in general, but your sister... If you have a... If sisters are very good... And this was not in a mean way. This was, like, in a way that she knew it would low-key be something I was thinking about every single day since, delighted since me she said no it. End. <laughs> yeah, so I think we should just... And these okay. are like pop culture adjacent things, I think, not like deep, dark secrets from our No, they're family. dark. They're deep. One of them's a deep, dark secret. No, <laughs> okay. It won't be in five minutes. <laughs> nothing. Okay. I promise nothing I don't think would be like embarrassing in a bad I way. I mean, again, I'm pretty... Uh, you know I'm a pretty open book of these days. Maybe I wasn't when I was 16, but I pretty, yeah. it's pretty all, it's pretty all on the table at this yeah, point. Yeah, you may, I like it I that mean, way. some people may know them already, but I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. Especially think are funny. 
And I had the other request is I just wanted to call your listeners, your viewers. So these are, <laughs> this is called three things your viewers might not know about you. Do you first, do you have any guesses? Well, I didn't know exactly what it was going to like, how you were going to frame it. So now that I hear the name of this game, I don't, I mean, I do, okay. but like, I'm going to start with the real giveaway. Okay. <laughs> Number one. Number one. When we were growing up, we didn't get to change anything about our rooms because one time I wanted to do my own wallpaper and made it one square foot in my room and then stopped. And so my mom did it really aggressive, passive aggressively, angrily for days. And, um, and then Abby got to pick her whole new room where Nick and I did it. And then she picked, um, what is it? Pepto-Bismol pink yeah. carpet. I was in, in I was in middle school. I think I was yeah, in seventh grade. Yeah, but that would have been that. Then she hated it. Like two years later, like literally by the time I was fifteen, I wanted it. School. Yeah, and like, they I had was, it the rest of the time at the house. <laughs> like grunge happened, and like I was like became like a you know like an emotional angsty teen, and and I had a pink room. I kept the lights off a lot. Well, it had those the like the wallpaper looked like it was paint strokes. Like it was a real late eighties like vibe i can't believe she let you get pink carpet still <laughs> it's wild and the funny thing is what i wanted later was to because it was very 70s in its original incarnation it was like a brown and tan and off-white like shag carpet that by the time i was like 17 i was like that's what i want like yeah. i want it to look like the 70s but then it was pink <laughs> and i had a pink and white striped director's chair I forgot about that chair. <laughs> you also had a swatch phone in there with the long cord. Yeah, the two-sided swatch phone. Yeah. I we did not have our own line, though. We were not allowed to have our own line. No. And one time when I called, um, I'm not going to say the name. I I tried to, uh, I did the star six seven and called a boy. Uh-huh. And dad picked up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and the boy knew dad. And so I tried to lie and say I didn't call. And he was like, I heard your dad. <laughs> and it was at lunch at school. And it was like, I can still remember how humiliated I was. Oh, well, that was the thing that kids like your kids will never understand. Like all these kids, even teenagers don't understand. Like you were on the phone and like your parent or their parent, whether it was your 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 friend you were talking to or a boy you liked or a girl you liked or whatever it was, it like, like their parent could just pick up the phone or their sibling or whoever and, and just, just be listen like, and just listen, like just listen to your full conversation. Your I full would love awkward, to like 12 year old. I would have just sat and been real good at like not hearing the pickup. And yeah. Going. Like it was a choice. Yeah. Like it was like a skill. I mean, mm -hmm. to like pick up without. Yeah. Okay. So what's the second one? My pink bedroom that I had until I, until our parents sold that house. It was, it was pink. Um, <laughs> that you had a very interesting nickname in from that was after a Looney Tunes character. I thought this might be one of them. That Abby, <laughs> looking back, I can see why you thought it was cool, but she went and bought the extra, extra small kids Tasmanian Devil Looney Tunes t-shirt and wore it with um, 
high-waisted jeans. I mean, it's not like an unhip outfit, really, if you think back. I mean, it's, it's actually like it would be hip head, now. <laughs> but it took you like 25 minutes to put it over your head. <laughs> you guys, this is like, okay, this peak like 90s baby tea moment. So you could go to like Contempo Casual, which we did, and get those things. But also you would go to like Target Child's Department and get, and then it was like, oh, I'm going to get this like Looney Tunes shirt. <laughs> I so it was the Tasmanian that. devil. And <laughs> yeah, the Tasmanian devil. You um, had it in your drawer and Sarah, <laughs> then Albrecht and I were in your room and we found it and we held it up and it was literally like the size of our thighs. <laughs> and we like peed our pants laughing for so and, long about it. And then our friend the, later. The, he- the head, you're right about, I, I, you kind of don't think about that. Like the head hole is it would like a child. Scrape your whole face, which if we touch our faces, they turn red. So you would just be like bright red for like five minutes after you put it on. And it kind of like the Tasmanian devil when you put it on. So we, we, um, it just, then you were Taz and then, well, then it kind yeah, of fit. So later, later in, later in uh, LA yeah Kaylee would call you Taz and you and then it that was that was where that originated I saved yeah, the best so, one for last and so yeah Kaylee hi Kaylee um Dabber would call me Taz but then do you remember the the addendum to this is when you guys found those uh floor mat those car floor mats at like the oh, flea yeah. market the Fairfax <laughs> flea market or whatever and they had the Tasmanian devil on them so I put them in my car and they were the Taz mats I forgot about the Taz mats how could I forget about them <laughs> I had them in my that was LA time number one where I started out by living on Kaylee and Amanda's futon oh god I watched a, a lot of tv for too long the foo- <laughs> okay what's the third one that most people probably don't know that you have spent 89% of your life with a booger in your nose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pee my face. (laughs) Oh God, I should have known. Is this like little sister's revenge? Little sister's revenge. Do you have one right now? No. I am literally, I swear to God though, I don't, I do have them other times when you're not there, but I swear, (laughs) I just, I literally am sitting in my closet and there's a full length mirror like right next to me. I don't, it's you almost always the right nostril and it's like not always like a big gross situation. It's just like, there's always something. And so I swear to God, it doesn't happen as much when you're, I'm not around you, but like when I'm around See, that's what I wonder. It's kind of like, does a, does a tree make sound in the wo- in the woods or whatever? But like, or d- do you not have around you most of the time someone that would tell you you have a booker in your? I but like I stare at myself on a, like the whole past year, like I stare at myself on a screen all the time in meetings, and I don't have one. We'll have to and test it next time we're together then if you have I it. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. But you guys, it's like a constant. She's just like, ab, ab, and just kind of like vaguely motions toward her face. And I know what she's talking about. But then she always laughs like this every time. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good. Those were really good. Oh I thought my God. about it a I lot. literally almost like peed my pants. Ugh. I probably thought about it too much. <laughs> I <didn't think> about- <laughs> um that's amazing 
Well, and I was going to say the other thing, and I think this can lead into like one of our topics, uh, a show that we love very much, but we've been kind of like binge watch, I, I, not to be like that girl, but I mean, we've been binge watching since before binge watching was a thing. Like we would mar- like, cause there were, you know, there were marathons of things on TV, right? Like you couldn't binge cause there was no streaming or whatever, but there were like marathons and like sometimes... I think dad especially would get like he didn't understand how like we'd be home for really Christmas. He <laughs> so was the biggest loser. That show like yeah. enraged him. <laughs> and he was like, haven't you watched? And it would be it was like a marathon on like Bravo or something. Yeah. And and um and he was like, haven't you watched like six episodes? And we're like, yeah, and we're going to watch four more. Like, and then when I told him the next season was on next, he, <laughs> he he literally went, God damn it, and went upstairs to the bonus room. <laughs> oh, my God, you're going to make me. And then do you remember also that he was like mom was mad at first and then she got into it and then he got really mad that we <laughs> yes. got mom into it. Because got, got Now you got your mother it. into it. So mad. <laughs> You're really going to make me pee. Um, oh, God. But one of the – so I, I I think this is how it all – this was, like, I think the origin story of you and Alias. Because I – so Alias is – let's just set the scene here. Uh, Alias is a very important show to both of us. Uh, for those of you who don't know or have not watched, this is, like, what made Jennifer Garner a star. Uh, she had guest starred on Felicity, which She's was an also American from, treasure, an American treasure, Jennifer Garner. But this is what made her Jennifer Garner. Like she, you know, J.J. Abrams was doing this show. She had guest starred on Felicity as for anyone who remembers Noel's girlfriend, Hannah. Um, and then this, you know, he like wanted her for this show. And so it like came comes on in 2001. And I mean, I, so she plays a grad student who you find out is also a spy but then she finds out the people she was working for were the very people she thought she was fighting against and it's a whole like she's a double agent and she's also still like a normal 20 something year old and her best friend Francie and and her best friend Will who is played by Bradley Cooper and then her handler at the CIA is Michael Vartan and anyway so I was into this show from the beginning it's an ABC show and then after, I think only after the first season, I bought the box set on DVD because that's what you did when you loved a show and wanted to keep watching it. And then you came to visit me, right, in New York? And mm-hmm. we watched it, like, nonstop? On your laptop. On my laptop. <laughs> With, like, a bottle of wine and, like, I yeah. don't even know, probably, like, chips. Or something. And then we we would like go from the couch and then we'd just like go to because it was a studio. To the bed. To the, to the bed to the and <laughs> with the laptop watching. And Alias. then that's still when you sometimes like smoked cigarettes inside too. Yeah. So then yeah. we just move the laptop to the window. <laughs> oh my God, I totally forgot what we did. Oh, we just moved the laptop in like around 600 square feet <laughs> for about 14 hours. <laughs> And then I sent you back to Los Angeles, like, I love Alias. <laughs> like, yeah. And I will say, the first two seasons of Alias, I still think, are some of the most perfect, like, television. Um, yeah. But what, then- what do you love about Alias? Like, why? And we go back to it. So I've watched it. I've watched the full run many, many times. It's on Amazon Prime now for anyone. It wasn't streaming for a while. Um, a while. So I've watched it. I've watched it. Like, I've seen every episode 
upward 10, more than 10 times probably. So what's your, tell me about your, how you took alias in. Well, I, other than me forcing it down your throat. <laughs> didn't take that much. I think also like when you think back to that time, it was like, you know, ending every show on a cliffhanger for the next week was like yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And like we would get together to watch shows. Yes. And like it was that was like my my jam. Like I could make food. And this was also coming off of like in our 20s where people were just starting to stagger off of going out like every night or like yeah. every weekend or, you know, but we still wanted to like hang out. So I think for me at the time and like looking back, it was just like reminds me of being like with friends. Yeah. At like that time in my life where it was like, I also love a show that like takes me into like this fantasy world, but that's like believable enough for me, which yeah. like, doesn't take much because I can get into pretty much anything without huge plot holes. Right. Um, But like this was special because it was like this emotional drama with good music, but like yeah, the, the music stuff was, was like good, but it was a girl. Yeah. Like a cute young girl. And she was relatable to me in a way that like, it just seemed like, it just like worked. Yeah. And you were like, I could, this could happen. And like, we lived in LA and like, then you yeah. came out and like, so we lived there. So like, I knew what everything looked like. And it was like, they were going to places we would go to at the time. Yeah. Like it was just really. And, and then like you, me and Kaylee just loved it. And you guys were like my best friends and we would. Yeah talk about it and like theorize and that's again like we like would binge watch things but you couldn't do that so then no, we had a whole week to be like excited about what was going to happen which like I love that kind of like tension anticipation yeah and, like, it's, it's so like, good organic and you don't like have that anymore so you can just have everything yeah and I also, also like love but anyway yeah. that's and it just but it was also like you. it just reminds me of yeah like it reminds you me of you it's just me. and like that time, time. Yeah. a simpler time and dauber like it was also like early like so now there would be 500 pieces on Fulcher like about like what do you think page 47 means and what do you think the you know Rimbaldi prophecy and you know all, all of that but this was like early stages so I would go on like the television without pity boards and stuff like that there were like some message boards God, where you could like so scary <laughs> where you could like get into like shows and stuff and television without pity was like kind of the the best place because they did like really um, intense recaps of not only like a ton of shows, like, um, the, the fog girls got there, like started there. Um, they, I mean, as writers, like Jessica and Heather did, but like, it was really, they would do these like long, long recaps that have evolved into like what we know today as like voicey. And sometimes they were funny and like, they sometimes had like a hook and an angle. And then there were the message boards. So you could get on there. Cause like alias did have, and like any show with like a kind of mythology, I mean, and, I mean, JJ Abrams famously, uh, like, was involved in like producing lost too. And like, you know, that, that show had a lot different kind of mythology, but like alias had this like prophecy and like this, like there was this actual spy stuff, like the good guy, she's working as a double agent inside the bad guys organization to try to take them down while working secretly with the good guys. Like there's that part of it. But then there was this whole mythology about a prophecy of like a Nostradamus type figure yeah. who had like predicted the future and Rambaldi Rambaldi um and Ron Rifkin's character was obsessed with this and we were obsessed with 
all of it. I mean, I, the number 47, I will still, f- anytime I see it, I think of alias. Um, I try and to they get would, things to that. Like, yeah, if I'm not, well, I'm, I'm kind of crazy. Like if I can't get my gas on the even number, I'll yeah. do it on 47. Yeah. Well, That's and psycho. 17 was, no, I am t- I'm like, I'm like, yeah, obviously. Um, mm. But 17 was like already my favorite number. And so then they like 47 plays a whole thing in Alias. And it like that whole part I was so into. And I mean, it does go a little off the rails, but it's fine. It's fine. But also like Jennifer Garner like grounded it in like in that reality. But also there was like a mystery to be solved or like you were like, what is going to happen? How is she going to get out of this mess that they've left her in in the cliffhanger? And, and like she had this nemesis, especially in the in the first couple seasons on Espinosa. And I don't know. It was just great. It was just like thrilling, but there was also, it was really emotional because it was a story about, she found out things about her father played by Victor Garber and his involvement in all these things. And she's going on to try and find out what really happened to her mother. And she's got these friendships and it just felt like you could like get very, and then there was the, then there's the romance and like the very like angsty tortured, they can't be together thing with her and Vaughn and that's what I loved about it was like it's like a double agent spy like you have to opt in immediately or it's not for you like it's right. not like one of those that's like edging like you you're either like jumping in it's very clear what it is like it didn't like I just it was special it was so special and the music was so good and like Jennifer Garner is just I mean she really is like for it, it's she is her performance is phenomenal like throughout the run of the show and we just, we just love, I just love it so much. I mean, we quote things to each other still all the time. Like we know the names of episodes. I mean, if we say truth takes time to like certain people, they will just understand. And then there's just like, there is, when you look back at like, when you can think about it, it, there is so many, you can pull out the funny things too of like, when you just list it out, it does sound more fantastical, but you like, I remember being so in it. Like, oh, you're so in it. And her outfits, like her spy outfits oh, were really good. Wigs and, like, and makeup and accents. It was just and, like fun. It's like candy, but like it was like with a little it, bit more. With you like know? some heart and some, and yeah. then like action. It was just like, it and was then really Sark. perfect. And Sark. He was oh, really good. Sark. There was like cute boys and beautiful, you know, it was just like. Oh, I miss it so much. And I just rewatched it and I'm going to just have to rewatch it again. But I will say, you know, we, like when, when was it for the finale when I came over and you and Dob were in French braids and all black? Yeah, I think I think it was the or finale was a season or, finale oh, or the no, it was when um because in the scenes it was mom <laughs> when mom. she finds her in the box, right? Yeah, 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 mom. So I show up to watch an episode, and you guys open the door, and you're so. A lot of times when Sydney was on a mission, like she would be be in a French braid, and possibly if she wasn't in like character, if she was like sneaking around somewhere, she would be in like all black, like black turtleneck, like black pants. And Kaylee and Amanda open the door, like full Sydney outfits, which was amazing. We French braided each other's hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I French braided both of our hair because Dob- I don't think Dobber could braid. I can't French braid. Mom couldn't French braid. I know. I don't understand. Again, why you're you the crafty one. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. It's upsetting. It's like your hands. It it feels like your hands don't work when you do it. 
<laughs> they don't. And I was a beauty editor, for God's sake. I know. It's, but we also wore, because that's what arena wore, we wore like the cropped black like legging, <laughs> like um, yes. yoga pants. Lena Olin, the great Lena Olin. Ugh. I just, just so, so many icons too. Icons of stage and screen. Lena Olin, Victor Garber. I'm Victor Garber. I'm Victor Garber. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you too, Dob. Um, and Ron Rifkin. And on the water, I wanted to talk about the water. Well, tell, talk about the water. So, I want to know your opinion because I don't know if we've ever actually. Do you think okay. that was Ron Rifkin's choice as his interpretation of Sloan or? <laughs> a directorial choice. I, in my opinion, that's all Ron Rifkin. I think so so too. So So, Sloan is always pouring water, right? Like, go ahead. Yeah. So we always, but it's always out of a pitcher into a glass. (laughs) Yeah. Like a glass. There are no bottled waters. Like it is always like every room he's in has a, a, a pitcher of water, usually clear and a clear glass. And while he's speaking, he approaches the tray and pours the glass of water and usually takes a sip and it's he has a really weird sip like and he has that ring really weird that big ring yeah and then but like he has a very specific way he drinks water and And there's and the process the pour it's like a whole i absolutely think that's like a an acting choice he made like early on he was like in his character work like that feels Right. Like that. Yeah. And I wonder, like, that's when I like to think back of like, did is that like what won them over? Like, did they pick him out as Sloan? They were like, like this the is little the part things. for you, or like in his audition, was there like a picture and he was like, I sold, I've got it, and just did it. And they were like <laughs> Or that's what he clicked this in. He's Sloan. like, This is this is when yeah. the role made sense to him. Well, yeah. and then we do we do get Joel Gray, which is fantastic casting too, as the Sloan clone. Oh my on. gosh, I just watched the Sloan clone <laughs> one. Which well, is a and, good one. But before we get, I think we have to discuss Vartan in a second. But well, I will also say while we're on the topic of Sloan, one of my for my thirty fifth birthday party, Amanda and my friend Alyssa, who has been on this pod as well, helped coordinate a surprise party for me in LA. And I really had no idea. And Alyssa flew in from New York and blah, blah, blah. But then when I got back to my sister's apartment <laughs> later that night, like after dinner, we had this like amazing, was that Lil Dom's? Is that where we went? Yeah. Um, so good. Oh, I love that place. Um, I got my birthday present, which was an Arvin Sloan pinata. And he had in his hand the parchment, like the burned edge parchment of page 47 of the Rambaldi um, prophecy. And you said to me, I wanted to figure out a way to do the water, but I couldn't because it was like heavy. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't like, it, I didn't know how to make it. Yeah, but it was, it's perfect. I still have it. I will put it on the, my Instagram again. I've posted it many times in my life. Um, it's one of I my almost favorite presents down ever. in our apartment. Do, I literally <laughs> like took a lighter and, and um, to do the edges. <laughs> yeah, it smelled but, really bad and. Not everyone I lived with thought it was a good idea. <laughs> but, okay, so before we leave the topic of Alias, which we could talk about literally for 100 hours. Yeah, um, I could. I mean, for the rest of my life. Like, I'll never not want to talk about Alias. Um, and I don't want to, like, any of you who haven't watched it, we really haven't given too much away here. So, you know, 
get on that and on Amazon. So, not all. So you won't know this, but I can tell what music they no longer have the license for. Oh, amazing! Because the scenes that I'm like, nope, that's where that cold place. Nope, that's where that. What? Oh, that's yeah, amazing. It's, it, and it's very like because the original. I mean, it was too. You know, the aughts. So it's like very. You know, like oh, and it's all like my kind of like angsty music. Well, so. I love River beforehand, but with that scene, oh, like still, oh. I can cry like thinking about it. I I can see it just now. I mean, I can you know, and I was, my tummy. Oh, they play um, River, and it's so heartbreaking. And you're just like, and it's a moment where you think something might actually happen between these people. The angst that I live for, I, the pain that I love and hate is the exact is exactly this kind that's in that's in Alias between Sydney and Vaughn, and Vaughn is played by the very handsome Michael Vartan. We just and they, that. we do, we do, but I find him, I, but also, well, cause also I find Vaughn very handsome. So if I'm just like thinking I about think Vaughn, Vaughn is attractive, it was just that one thing that did it. Yeah. You, you had a, yeah. But then I did have that one time when I saw him three times in one day and it was right after, um, oh monster God, in law came out. And it, that's kind of like the beginning of the plot of monster in law. That's how his character like meets Jennifer Lopez. And they like keep running into each other. And I was like, is this going to happen? I remember. Um, and I love the way you say it. Like it's one word. Like I ran into it three times that day. Like it, <laughs> you say it exactly how you always have. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, it was. It was. I don't the, think you're tan enough for him. I, yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> well, it was at the, the Equinox West Hollywood where I went to. And then it was like the coffee bean across the street, which those kind of went together because it was like we, and I did not follow him, by the way. And then mm-hmm. I saw him at dinner, at dinner at Koi, because that was like Koi heyday. <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about it the other day when I was in New York, because we, um, we were talking about the crispy, crispy rice spicy tuna. That, that was, was so like good. paparazzi heyday times too. Right? Oh yeah, like, insane. People would go literally just like walk in and out, and you were like, you didn't even get any food. <laughs> It's crazy. Like just paps like all up La Cienega. And, and like, like anyone goes to pick up their own takeout. Like their assistants always did that unless it was like at Koi or um, what was that? The Ivy, the obviously. Ivy. Oh, I just came in for the soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just doing this takeout salad. And then I'm going to maybe go by Kitson. <laughs> Do you remember? I have two things really quick since we're t- you just said Kitson. Do you remember when we saw a duck on a leash on, on Robertson? <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> and <laughs> I just lost my train of thought thinking about that duck. <laughs> it was just walking around. Oh, Los Angeles. I miss I you. Okay, um, what did you say before that? Um, oh, do you remember when we saw Clea Duvall smoking cigarettes looking so <laughs> mad outside of the Ivy? Yeah. And we were with Colby. Yeah. My sister's husband <laughs> might share a resemblance to Claire Duvall, facially, exactly structure-wise. Like <laughs> that was a good one, too. Anyway, that was okay. good. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, the the kind of angst that is in the Sidney Vaughn relationship is exactly... It's like, I hate it, but I live on it. Like, I want it. It's like, yeah. the, like, we can't be together, We love, when, and, like, everything keeps getting in the way. And, like, they just... they They've played it really well on the show and then and we they landed together so it showed me that like you could be nice at work yeah yeah because they were together for a little bit and then they weren't and the show was still going on and then I mean like I mean I don't know that 
And like the cliffhanger of all, just before we wrap this, I think like the cliffhanger of all, the cliffhanger at the end of season two is one of the best cliffhangers on television I've ever seen. It's good. Uh, Vaughn, why are you wearing that ring is like, you might have to like put it on my tombstone. Like, I mean, it's it's still like my heart just started hurting just thinking I can see him playing with that ring and her going, Vaughn, why are you wearing that ring? And I... I'm about to start crying just thinking about it. Like that's how emotional the show makes me, I and I think makes you too. Him. Oh, I was furious. I was really mad at him. I'm still kind of mad. I'm like, um, too I also soon, buddy. Know. Too soon. I know. Way too you soon. Way too soon. Also, it should be noted that there was a writer's strike in season three, and you can feel it. And oh yeah. Not you. Just gotta keep going. Just keep going. You know, like it happened to a lot of shows. Like you know, I feel like. In, in that moment, when you revisit them, or you're if you never saw them and you're watching it later, just like power through. It's like how you have to just deal with certain parts of season two of Friday Night Lights. You just have to. You just gotta ex- get through it, and then everything's gonna be okay. Like the it'll only be okay. way out is through. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you've always been like a huge music person, and we like a lot of the same music, but we like a lot of different music too. But we like, I mean, we never like hate the music the other one likes. Like even if it's not our number one I feel like right. there's always like oh yeah like that's fine and you just are like I'm super into this and you're like yeah okay or are you're super into something I'm like yeah okay yeah. and then there's places where like that comes you know like we align but I I have been so it has been a great joy of my life to watch your journey to becoming a Swifty yeah, that's I been don't. a real pleasure for me. And you never, I don't know that, I don't feel like you ever made fun of me or anything for being a Swifty, but I don't think you ever fully understood why I was one. I didn't Is that get fair? It. Yeah. I, I just didn't understand um, how much I would like her songwriting. Yeah. Because you do like, you're very into like songwriters. You've been, yeah, always I'm been big very on the lyrics and like yeah. the whole like. I think I just got turned off by the like attention, which kind of like, wasn't her time. fault. Yeah, yeah. I was so tired of like that, like TMZ stuff, like that vibe back then too, where it would just felt like it was like enough. I had just had like my pinnacle of like, why am I chasing these? You know, just like I don't know why, but I, I feel like there was like a point in time where I didn't really take some of the artists I like found during the pandemic as seriously. So I sort of like wrote them off into this like bucket. Right. And I like liked her. I didn't have like anything really against her. I think I probably would have said she was kind of annoying. Yeah. I didn't know, but like I didn't like dislike her, but then I, and there was a couple songs. I really liked 1989. Yeah, I feel like because this this isn't like you. I mean, you loved folklore and Evermore, but this didn't just start then. It had predated. You were already coming down that path. I was I feel way like. more open, and then I think like, and then that really like solidified because then I feel like you started diving into like you watched the documentary, you watched like the Reputation tour concert film. I just and I also yeah, and I watched Miss Americana. Which is great. You guys, if you haven't watched Taylor's documentary on Netflix, it's great. And you should also watch the Long Pound Sessions on Disney Plus if you want to dive deeper into folklore. But folklore kind of changed. Like, it really... Yeah, that was... Spoke to me. I know that sounds so cheesy. 
but like it really got me spoke to a lot of people really like hard feelings and like yeah then evermore too like I really cheesily felt like I could like deal with some things through some of that yeah and it like I think that's how a lot of people felt and they all had different things that they were yeah going through but like yeah but like some of those like mirrorball I feel like really personally connected to yeah um and like quite a few of the songs where I really felt like deeply touched and frankly like I know there's some different feelings about Ryan Adams in the world because of behaviors and some some bad stuff but like hit the way he can like write a song like I read someone once say that like Ryan Adams makes her feel yeah like just period like nothing more like it it doesn't it's special to like feel and to be able to write a song that like you can really elicit a feeling about. Yeah. And I feel like I just didn't realize that's what she was doing this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, cause I also really stripped down the songs, like some of them that I think I thought were too poppy for me at some point, And then they weren't really. Cause I think I like got over myself a little bit too. Yeah. In the past few years. But like, I, they're all like really good songs. Yeah. They're and like, they're really timeless yeah. and they're classy classic. And like, they sound really good all like popped out and like synced out, but also like if you just acoustic any of them, they're like really good songs and almost any genre of artist could like sing them. Right. Yeah. So She's I'm like genius. Oh, well I didn't know that's what you were doing and I feel real stupid, but also she, I just feel no. like she's, well, I kind of felt like I feel like to her, like I was just like, I didn't understand. And then I think now that I'm a mom and I think about like the artists I want my kids to like gravitate to if it's up to me. Yeah. And it's like, I hope they find someone that makes them like feel. Yeah. And they connect with and like also that isn't afraid to speak their mind. And, you know, I've gotten a little bit more like girl power, I think, in the past like two years, like <laughs> yeah, you a little a- like <laughs> angrier about stuff. And like, she's also tapped into her inner Beyonce. Uh, that's oh, another God. artist that I you never can't. again you did not like you were not like a hater you just weren't there either with me quite on the yeah Beyonce. I just think I like I she's just real she's like amazing yeah <laughs> she is and like she is I can't even handle getting like too much attention in the wrong place and I don't know how these women and men frankly balance and still like remain so truly like committed to their art yeah and I think like this past year has made me think about that a lot too with like music like how yeah powerful music is and how like basically we kind of I'll get a real trippy here like we kind of think of music as like our religion in our family in a way yeah we aren't faith-based in like a religious sense but like we believe in providing our children like outlets and like creative outlets to make sure they have a place to go even if it like can't be us it can't be me right it's not gonna be me well that's what you always find it in an artist somewhere for you know like it's in a it's I mean I I love that it can be like thank god for music for all of us I think like for when you're going through all different things when you're when you start discovering music that's why like your teenage years and like middle school and teenage years and when you're working through that and finding your people and then to me it's equally as important now like I need it and like Taylor has always 
like been, I mean, not always since she's a lot younger than me, but like since, you know, her debut album, I've, I've kind of been in cause she, it is kind of, I mean, she's very natural progression of like that singer songwriter, like moody, emotional music that I've always loved, but like, and I happened to be into her at the time. I can also see how she could have been, I could have been like, I'm not, I'm too cool for that. And not, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I've done it to a million other singers, you know, like, and then you're like, Oh, I am not, I am into this, but like anyone who can tap into the feelings and I just, they just, and again, I'll be corny too. Like they make me inspired as a writer. Like I don't write songs and I don't think I can write songs, but just like, I love listening to her talk about her process, like Beyonce and Taylor to talk about their process. And like with Taylor, it's a lot songwriting. And with Beyonce, it's like creating these, it's, it's the songs, but it's also the, like the visual, like she puts a whole 12 videos out at once. Right. Or whatever. Like they're both so prolific, but it's, it's just yeah. awesome. Like whatever you, when, and whoever that person is for you, like in your life, it doesn't need to be the same person as it is for me, but it's like for anyone, like just to have someone and you can sing really loud and it feels like they're, you couldn't put the feelings into words, but they did. And so you sing it out and dance it out and yeah it's fuck amazing. off yeah yeah and it's I'm incredible. like watching my kids see it like my oldest is like making music videos in his head and like listening to songs and like he's very artsy and creative feeling it all and it's just like I'm so glad he has that because it's like you know and like to see these young people doing like really because I love Ariana Grande too I do too. But like Please, how I she love just Ari. Really, she's been through like so much little boss like she just knows what she wants she goes after it. She's unapologetic for who she are, is, but she's really seemingly nice. Yeah. Like, well, she she's been like through she's, it too. That girl has been through I it. I mean, and just also like with being open about that, because like everyone's going to have to go through stuff. And I just am so happy that there's this honesty. And Yeah. So do you have like fave Taylor songs like of the, of the, I mean, what's like Mirabal you love? What are your other faves from any album? Well, I love All Too Well. Of course, it's my number one forever. Of course. We're getting I a 10-minute, a 10-minute All Too Well is coming. I don't I'm, know if I will survive it. I'm going to survive it like 35 times. Well, yeah, like, I mean, I have listened. I feel like I've listened to You All Over Me, which was one of the fearless songs from The Vault that was previously unreleased because that's what, you know, she's, for anyone who yeah. doesn't know exactly what's happening, let me, like, Taylor is re-recording her albums her uh because her masters were sold from kind of out from under her and she was not uh, allowed to buy them and so but she's owns the concept of the song and like the song so she just doesn't own those recordings anymore so she's re-recording her album so badass i love it so it's so fucking fuck you scooter Braun. and um and then she's adding like songs from the vault so things that were written for those albums that didn't make the album um so like with fearless we got, which was her 2008 album. We got all these new songs. One was You All Over Me. And I still, sometimes I just listen to it six times in a row. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what totally I, I mean, like normal. the one, I mean, I love Folklore and Evermore all, like everything so much, but like the one, which is the lead track on Folklore, it was the first, like I, the album came out and I stayed up and I listened to it and I was like, oh fuck, this is my song. Um, Okay, but all, yeah, the Ricochet the, too is like oh. so good. Yeah, so um, we're getting so we're getting all Red is coming next in November, which is the album that All Too Well is on, and we are getting uh, this 
has been talked about in the fandom for years that this 10 minute version of this song exists and she has recorded it. And it is, we're getting like 14 new songs on this fucking album. Like I, I uh, so good. Red it's going to go so really good. well with my pumpkin latte. Oh, it's such a wintry album too. Like it's such a like late fall winter vibe. You know, I left my scarf there at your sister's house. You still got it in your drawer even now. I can't wait. That's the okay. part when she's like, because you can't give it away because it smells like me. Because you're like, you know you fucking kept it. Dick. It reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. Because you took her V-card jerk face. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, um, anyway, okay, okay, what let else? me go what back other further. So I love Delicate. I love Delicate. It's a great song. Um, I really like um, Mad Woman a lot too. Yeah, that's and a good one. Brought up Scooter. It's really good for the angsty feels. Oh, she gives a she gives like good face in the um, long pond sessions really when good. she's doing that song yeah. and like other ones too. But she, like she gives some real good face. It was good. And then I mean, I almost lost my mind when Marcus Mumford popped up. Oh, I mean, yes, I. Because I, I like, again, this is like, I like Mumford and Sons. You love Marcus Mumford. I still kind of think, like, it makes me feel like a little girl that, like, I, I would say in an interview that I, like, hope I marry Marcus Mumford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we enjoy Carrie Mulligan. They seem delightful. I know. Um, She's really cute, and they do seem quite happy. When he, like, and- popped up in her monologue at SNL, were you, like, dying? Yeah, I was. well it's all because this is i digress a bit but there's this that when they did the new basement tapes which is actually like a really great documentary Uh uh-huh um when they uh, did you ever watch that i haven't but i now i just i realize you so i think you have mentioned it to me but i have not and i should and i will let me quickly tell your viewers about it (laughs) um my favorite bit you've landed on i know well it's, it's what he does on uh it's um Scott Ackerman does it <laughs> and I love him so much well I will say like my sister is the person who got me listening to podcasts you're, you're like a fucking early adopter on podcasts I'm pretty hip like I, your viewers <laughs> probably don't know that I'm like have always been like right on the edge of trends <laughs> like I wore Crocs before Justin Bieber did you you sure did <laughs> so I have that going for me. Um, <laughs> but you were, you were listening to like, I mean, things like how did this get made and stuff that's like 10 years old. Like uh-huh. you, like you, you got my gateway drugs that you fed me on podcasts were how did this get made, which I still listen to. And Doug Loves Movies, which I still listen to. Doug Loves Movies was always so great because they would just crack up. I just, yeah, just like pop a gummy and listen to Doug Loves Movies. It's great. And cook dinner. That's. That's yeah, and do you remember before. we would all like cook dinner in that kitchen that was literally like the size <laughs> of my foot? Yeah, and then like watch The Amazing Race. Oh, I remember, I miss that. There and we would um, kids there there were no no one had any kids. Um, a lot and of people just didn't walk even have relationship to TJ's and just buy some wine. Yeah, two buck, chuck it up, and and then we all remember that one season at least, maybe two seasons, like where we drew names for the pairs in amazing race. And that was like, so that was like, you were like root, like that was your avatar was basically like whatever couple. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just had a (laughs) remember that. Were you, is it about the plastic surgeon? Yes. 
<laughs> his wife that I interviewed that, with. Didn't you you <laughs> literally Do I you hadn't remember thought the of it. Concept? Wait, so you guys, th- so the there was a season of the Amazing Race, and this would have been around oh five, oh six ish, I want to say, because I was living yeah. in L.A. and we would. So we would get a, it was a bunch of people and a bunch of it was a bunch of Amanda's friends who then became my friends. And um, she like they like brought she like brought me into the group, which was awesome. And like we so we picked people and there was a couple and they were from Los Angeles and it, he was a plastic surgeon and they were she was a playmate. She was a playmate. And they were, I mean, obnoxious, but great. I mean, so insane, but like great reality television like you wouldn't. But then I forget, how did you end up interviewing? Were they looking for a PR person? So I was... <laughs> and I can't remember their name. I was looking for a job. So I think I found it on like wherever you looked them. Probably like Craigslist. Because that's like where you right. would find jobs then. And it was like PR slash sales or something. And it was a spa. And so I was Yes, like, it was that. a spa. And, so and, she, and you I, had done beauty PR. Yeah. yeah. So I had sent my stuff in and then um, she called me back and gave me the concept. And it was, um, <laughs> I cannot remember. I can't wait. <laughs> it was a baby spa <laughs> while you were getting your service. Someone would do um, baby services on your baby and it was <laughs> childcare and services. And I was like, so like your baby would get like a massage. She's like, yeah, like the like, and I was like, okay, who's like giving the babies massages? Are there like baby masseuse? Like I'm trying to ask like questions because I don't understand. And also like what the serious f? Who would like <laughs> hand their baby to someone? And be like, give him the hot stone treatment. He needs a I deep mean, even- tissue. Even in LA, like that, I mean, there's things people do for babies that are unnecessary, but that is not the thing, I feel like. Like, It also seemed like incredibly illegal and like terribly ridden (laughs) with liability to me. But I was like, yeah, okay. And just, and then she was like, but my husband is going to want to talk to you. And so I was like, then why are you calling me? You know? And so then I, then I realized who it was and I was like, whenever he's available, I'm absolutely going to talk to him. And so... He gets on. Right, because you didn't apply knowing it was these. No, I, I had no idea. They didn't say but, the name of the place. So when yeah. she called me back, and then I looked it up, and I was like, holy crap, this is that couple. <laughs> and he called. And we me had back. been obsessed with them. We had, been, we had watched every episode with this whole group of people. <laughs> so he and I talk on the phone, and he goes through this concept, and he just wants me to validate it forever. Like, isn't this amazing? Like, and I'm like, I think there are, is a group of people in LA that would probably be interested in that. Right. And that was like the most honest I could be. And then I'm like, what is the position you're hiring for? And he's like, so first off, the commission possibilities are huge, but you're not going to get paid right away. And I was like, <laughs> what? So it was like, you get 10% of every sale, but it's no money for four months. And I was like, what kind of scheme? What are you trying to get though? And he was like, we need PR. And I was like, what do you even mean? But that's not sales. Like, like for what? Are you what? Talking about? And so I just sort of like, you know, just let him talk more. And then that was it. But and then peaced out. Yeah. 
Well, that era was such a time and such a time in reality TV, too, because remember, remember who we ran into at the club that one night? I can't remember which club it was, but I, Tony. Tony Ferrari. Tony Ferrari. Nice Tony pole Ferrari. with the last name. So Tony. Because I will never forget Tony Ferrari. <laughs> please tell, please tell the viewers about Tony Ferrari. You're, so there was, she actually, remember she was on Love Boat first? Or Love. Love Cruise. Love, Love Cruise. So there was an old show, but then P- Paradise Hotel. Paradise Hotel is really where, where she, which is one of the greatest, that season, that one season is one of the greatest seasons of reality television it that was ever has been. Because, okay, also viewers, <laughs> this was the mecca of reality TV because there was no plan at all. They got these people to an island and they just like week to week just made up the rules. together. <laughs> And the only thing was that they were going to win a major prize, right? They didn't even know what it was. Money, or it was money, or how it would be won. And they made them do like toga parties and like, and then they just cycle some new people and then be like, "Oh, this week we brought in a viewer, like a viewer (laughs) in real time, a real viewer, a real viewer." And then they would just like they change every week. Like these people did not know what they were in for. They, they made it up the whole time. They're literally at this resort, like alone with some host type. Per- and then they would have to pair up. But like. Oh, yeah. If you didn't have a roommate, you were out. It was hook up or like get out or something was like. The which bad. is kind of like it was a real precursor to Love Island and like Bachelor in Paradise and all that stuff that I don't actually watch. And I, the reason I don't watch Love Island is because I'm a, there's so much of it and I'm afraid I'll never do anything else ever again because I feel like that that's a drug that Once I would you're get. in. It's yeah. like, you, you know. It's like you can't try heroin, you know, like you can't right. try that. Yeah, like, you don't. That's not what you like toy with. You don't like come back from that, you know. Did you try but to watch the new one? I didn't. It was I, terrible. I was like, I couldn't do it because I was like, this thing was perfection. And so Tony Ferrari, she yeah, I would get we were so angry. That's okay. Um, yeah, remember how mad she got? She got so she mad and mad. her eyes would bug out and like she was a real. You know, this is pre-social media, but she would have been, she's the one we were all talking about, you know? And it's like, so then when we saw her cross a bar. We were at I that mean, bar in LA that was I can't like remember really where dark. we were. It was very dark, but I'm like that bar in LA that was very dark. That doesn't help. You know that, that one? <laughs> it but wasn't it was, like daddy's, but it was like something like that. Yeah, I cannot remember. Um, I'm gonna remember but, like, it when we're done talking. I'm sure. Well, one hundred percent. But we saw her, and it was as if, I mean, that was as good as it got. Like I was like, "That's who I want to see. Like that's who I want to run into is Tony." And we talked you know, to her, didn't we? Oh, we sure did. We did, right? I think yeah. we bought her a tequila shot. I think we did because we were like, I think we were like, maybe she'll get fired up. Because I was, and, I remember debating like if I would offend her if I said. Can I buy you a shot of wild turkey? Because <laughs> that seemed like what she should drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in our heads, that's what she was drinking. Oh, you know God. that I had another memory. I can't remember if I brought it up because you know how Tawny Katane just died. Yes. R.I.P. Tawny. Do you know what I found last week? What? 
you know how when you went to di- when you would go to Dimples, they would do if you were like a Dimples virgin, they would record you. <laughs> I, I mean, found I had my forgotten. <laughs> I found my um the CD the the DVD and the cassette tape of it, <laughs> and it's me and Tiffany, and we're singing um, "Pour Some Sugar on Me." It's in 2006, and that was the night <laughs> Tawny Katane was having her birthday party there with, like, all of her cougar friends. Oh, so God. they were, like, next to me. You can't oh, see them. Oh, and that's she, amazing. And someone totally sang that song that she was in the video. Oh, my um, God. And Ozvog was there. <laughs> it was a really weird night. Chooch, <laughs> Ozvog, Tiffany, me. <laughs> And ta- uh, yeah, Oswald kept and Tawny Katane go. and her. He friends. wanted to hit on her, and we were Ugh. like, "Go for it, man! We want to watch." <laughs> I mean, those were the times, like those nights out in LA, like so great in the like 2000, the mid aughts. I would say we had a really good, we had a real strong showing on Halloween. Uh, I think maybe that was Halloween 2006. Uh, I went as now let's we this is before Lindsay Lohan's life got a lot darker and we did not know it was necessarily going to go as dark as it got. So she had just gotten into like two different little fender benders and, you know, the paparazzi and da da da. And she was starting to have some troubles. But it had, again, it had not gone down. Like she was having troubles and it was in she was in the tabloids a lot. And a lot, you know, those those a lot of the women of that age group, they they weren't treated well by the tabloids and we can all look back on it and we should but just to say like I wasn't trying to like mock someone who was like in the depth of some bad shit but I went as low hand and I had a splint on my arm and like my newsboy cap that I did just actually own so I can't act like that. I didn't own that and wear it normally but then I wore like a shirt from Kitson and like a little skirt and something and, and who were you Amanda I was Dr. Phil <laughs> yeah you were and you were um, you were method I will say I was it was really good I had his book and I gave tough love advice all night yeah like she stayed she like went full method for most of the night and like would give so wasn't someone like dressed as Sid and Nancy so it was like Dr. Phil was giving yeah. advice to like Sid and Nancy like that was an amazing moment and that's when Chooch was Maddox Oh my God, Chooch was Max Jolie, <laughs> and the the uh, Kaylee and Jeff were the Albertsons, and she kept oh. jumping on his back and doing that like yes, thing on with Guffman. her hands on her hat. <laughs> but also, fantastic, fantastic tennis warm ups they had on. They were great. Do you they remember Clement von Frankenstein? It's starting to kind of ring a bell. Please remind me. The old me. man neighbor that asked what was under my pillow. Because Amanda went full, like she had a pillow in her suit. I had a man suit. suit from Goodwill, even the <laughs> shoes. And like you had the bald head with the and a hair on the sides and a mustache. And I got hit on by a 75-year-old man that told me he was a count <laughs> and that I was a good dancer and he really wanted to know what was underneath my pillow. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> that was Dill's neighbor? Yeah, Dylan. Because it was at Dylan Carey's house. Well, you should Google him. It's amazing. It's like he gave me his business card. <laughs> he put it in my blazer jacket pocket. <laughs> like it was like a hot move. <laughs> 
<laughs> Incredible. That was a fun party. That was a fun party. Um, but I feel like what like, I mean, we've we've covered Taylor, we've covered I mean, we could talk about any of these topics for 17 hours. For 47 47 hours, you know, really. 47 mm-hmm. hours. 47 what are you gonna do hours. when you turn 47? I mean, oh we should go I on a trip. We should. We should like do go to one of the places. That sh- I mean, she we went to go find a Rimbaldi very- artifact. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm in. But she went to every amazing locale in the world. So really, we could pick any place and call it like an alias thing. Yeah. I didn't even think about it because it's like how you're like, oh, you're Larry Bird Day. This is like my Rimbaldi birthday is coming. My truth, truth takes time. I mean, what other what like before? Like, what are the, I feel like there's other things. I mean, I just remembered Francie doesn't like coffee ice cream. No, she does not. That's also another. I got really, really elite men hit on me in L.A. <laughs> there was a cast member oh, alias that wanted to yes. take like, a breakfast too. He, did. <laughs> he sure did. I mean, there was a lot of like amazing. That that cast was great, and there was like some amazing guest stars on that show too, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Rachel is in the final season. I have to have her come on and talk about that. Rachel Nichols. Oh, you not should. the non non sports. There's two Rachel Nick there's Rachel Nichols, the sportscaster, and there's Rachel Nichols, the actress. Um, but Rachel she's, comes on as like Sydney's prodigy. She's touched a Rimbaldi artifact. <laughs> yeah. I can her hands. And I've like given her a hug. So it's like Oh my gosh. I'm so close to everything. Um, um Oh my god! What what else? What other? Do you have any other creative projects going on right now? What's on your? Well, you 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 have seventeen jobs and three children, so I don't know. I have one more reveal for you. Oh, okay. Because I found that Christmas box in my garage that I never dropped off after Miles went for his asthma thing, and I totally forgot about it again. But do you (laughs) want to know what you got for Christmas four five four hundred years ago? Yes, I'm so glad it didn't get lost twice. It did really get lost one time, and then it came back. But then there was craziness Ever, and a pandemic, whatever. and like, whatever. It doesn't matter. What the things wh- yeah. you forget about, and then you just remember. But I thought this would be a good time to at least tell you because it's more exciting. Oh yeah, please. I tell um me. recreated your knob and sweatshirt. <gasps> you did. Yeah. Oh. My and God. I made you Harry Styles prayer candles. Oh, it's all so perfect. So Nawbone is our summer camp, our like in southern Indiana. It's the best camp. It's like so rustic. It's all girls. It's the best. And the oh my god, I'm like gonna cry. And you made me because you said you lost it. So I found all of. I got it. I made it again. Oh my god! And it like looks pretty good. You're the Um, best. And then yeah, your Harry. They're my favorite, and I haven't talked to anyone about them because I didn't want to ruin it. Right. But the Harry Styles, they are really good. Oh, they're really I can't good. Way to see them. And then there's some other like kids stuff. But now I'm just going to break it all down and send it to the appropriate people. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Whatever. Oh my God, Amanda, thank you. And the other thing, she's like the best gift giver. Mama's birthday is I actually, um, they don't sound that great, but I recorded that book for you. Oh, thank the you. The book she read. Yeah, it is our mom's birthday. You um, call her mama now. I never called her mama. 
I but don't it's know sweet. why. I, think I don't know. Like when did you start me... that? Does it make you feel close? I love, I mean, it's like, I, it, it like, I'm like, I'm not a person who's, that's just like not a word for me, but it feels very loving and good for you. It feels like it makes you I happy. I don't know if I did it before she died. I looked back because I was like looking for a recipe and I definitely did in like emails. Uh-huh. I don't think I called her that to her face, but I think it's easier for me to talk about her as that. Okay. You know? I get it. Yeah. Like I don't do it always, but I found like the only time I've ever called I was, dad, like, maybe- daddy was when he called me to tell me about mom. Yeah. And then I, I just noticed that it's just what comes out of my mouth. So I know. Cause like- I was like, I was like, is that a new thing? Or I was like, maybe that was part of like your relationship as you like grew, as we grew up, you know, like non growing, like as an adult yeah. that like, I just didn't know about. Cause I was just like, yeah, cause I- we didn't call her that growing up, but like, no, I never did. And I don't, that's the thing. Like I just, you say it like, with like a lot of affection. I so it. I get it. Like, even yeah. if I don't, you know what I mean? But I didn't know if that was like a you guys thing that I wasn't privy to or something. I'm not even sure. Cause it's funny. Cause I didn't even catch it until I looked back at something and I was like, I only refer to her as that now. Yeah. But, right. oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it is our mom's birth. The day we're recording this, this won't obviously be the day it comes out, but I think she would like that very much that we are recording a podcast on. I did too. Well, I love her, it. What would have been her 73rd birthday. Um, I love it. Cause I got like, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but she, so, um, our mom only got to meet like one of her grandchildren, which is my sister's oldest chaplain. who's awesome. And so she had like recorded reading, um, a book, you know, you could do those like, you know, for kids so they could like, cause they didn't live in the same place. Right. And, um, so, yeah, it's great. I and I that's wonderful. Thank you. So we have her voice reading this book and it's very special because we didn't obviously know that we were going to lose her. So it's very and special. And she says I love you in it. Yeah, and she says I love you in it, which is also what words. I have as my in her words and I have her writing on my arm saying I love you. So it's yeah. kind of perfect. And she like can't get through it. Her voice is like cracking. It's like oh, Yeah. It's cool. Um, um, I can't wait to listen to it. I, yeah, I think she would, it's like very apt that like she would love that we were like laughing our asses off and like talking and like you were making fun of me about a booger in my nose and like she would, she would enjoy this and she would like, I bet we, she would be a Swifty by now too, like 100%. We would have like turned her full Swifty, I think. Um, yeah. dad is, dad's like a Swifty. It's yeah. dope. He's like all in. He like, it's, well, I, I, I love it. He, that seems very up his alley. Yeah. Oh, and he told me like when, like he like would pull up the lyrics for like folklore as he was listening. I was like, I appreciate this. And then the, the day like unprompted when he said to me, did you know, like Harry Styles has a really good NPR tiny desk concert. And I was like, I That's sure so do. Cute. Do you? And he was like, yes, I also watched the whole Stern interview. And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. He is too funny. He's too funny. Um, my dad also loves like post. Our dad also loves like post Malone, you know? Well, and he does like Bruno Mars, but he wouldn't admit it because he saw a butt in a video and it made him uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's hip. Gary G's like hip to some, Super hip. some new well, He's new way hipper music. than me. He has like hip dinner parties and dances yeah. with his yeah. friends and like has like a bunch of friends to invite over and stuff. Yeah. He has more social life than both of us for sure. Yeah, And, and it's f- very and better cute. shirts. And better- <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> um, um, I have two more stories. Oh, go. You want. Yeah. I like it. Um, one was about mom and I was 
trying to think of one about both of us. Okay. But I couldn't remember except for, do you remember when she grounded me from Cokes? I do remember when she grounded you from Cokes because Amanda kept leaving her Coke cans. 17 years old. (laughs) I was in college. (laughs) She said, you're cut off. And I wasn't allowed to have them. Like, but like, I was like, how are you going to You know, because you always had the, and also the Cokes were in like the, I don't know, like a lot of like suburban families, you have the drinks refrigerator and the drinks refrigerator in our house was in the basement and there was a finished part of the basement. And then there was a part that was still unfinished where the drinks refrigerator, and that's where all the Cokes were. And you would just be in the basement. Was she going to stop? You were 17. Was she going to stop you from having a Coke? Yeah. I was like, cool. Good. (laughs) And then, um, when we went to the wrong house and dad yelled at us, Oh oh God. I did. We tried to we open do the garage code on the wrong house. Yeah, this is a drinking. great this is a great way to send it off, I think. So our parents had moved from like our childhood home where they had moved when I was six months old. Like none of us ever knew like another house than this like North Willow Farms, Pinnock Court. Um, and they had moved to a smaller like neighborhood subdivision. I still call it like a condo house. Like it's like one of those divisions where like you can pick from three different like models of house, but they all kind of look exactly alike. And, um, our dad still lives there. And it was like, it was maybe the, even the first Christmas after they had moved there and Amanda was living in LA and I was living in New York and we went out in broad ripple for any Indianapolis people listening and got, it was the 23rd, the night of the 23rd. Remember in your twenties, like the night of the 23rd, you just get shit faced with everybody. Cause everyone's home disgusting amounts of like disgusting alcohol you know and like smoky bars and whatever but we did we took a cab home because this is obviously way pre like uber and lyft and stuff but we took a cab home and we get out and we are like drunk obviously so drunk and super quiet (laughs) yeah the two of us very quiet people naturally are so quiet when we're hammered and we're trying to put in the garage code and getting so angry. Fucking dad changed the goddamn garage code. He hasn't code. changed it ever. Ever. <laughs> Not ever has it been changed. And we're like, why the fuck would he, you know, like we're just furious. And then we're we like try mad. to open the. Like, well, I don't know so, why we were so mad. So mad. And it was cold, you know. And then we tried to open the front door, but it was locked. And we're like, fucking doors locked. And then. For I don't know how long this has been going on. But we didn't have a key because we were like, we just used the garage. And then like the garage door would be open into the house. And then we hear, girls, girls, <laughs> you're at the wrong house. <laughs> it was we our dad on some lady's door. <laughs> in his bathroom <laughs> in like December in Indiana at like three o'clock in the morning. Um, but then we didn't just say like, I'm sorry. I think we like fell and started like rolling around on the ground laughing so loud while he was like, yeah. like yeah. on their driveway. Yeah. We were like, cause we might've been stoned. Also, I don't even know. Oh but my we- God. We were. Cause I was playing with someone's dog. <laughs> Where were we? I don't know. We'd obviously probably gone to like after party at someone's place who lived there. Oh God. And yeah, we were just laughing so hard. And he's like, get up. And he's like, whisper shouting. <laughs> Yell spring at us. <laughs> Yell spring. And so we finally go inside. And then, of course, we're just like, we're hungry. <laughs> like, 
We're hungry and the biggest loser marathon's on. <laughs> it's like his worst nightmare. It still gets brought up. Because then the next day was Christmas Eve. So we like went to like our mom's um, family. A lot of our mom's family lived in lives in Kokomo, which is a smaller town like outside of Indianapolis. And so we go there on Christmas Eve. And so like uh, they tell the story and then forevermore like all of our uncles and like everyone would just be like, oh, did you get to the right house? Like for the rest of our lives. I'll never not. I mean, we didn't do Christmas Eve last year, obviously like that, but like. I bet it's, I mean, it's a great, it was great. I mean, luckily that, and then apparently that lady's house that we were trying to get into was not nice. Dad's like, she's not nice. She was like, that's the one mean neighbor in the whole neighborhood. <laughs> in the whole neighborhood was that one. Oh, that was funny. It makes me laugh so hard. Well, I mean, no one makes me laugh as hard as my sister. Um, I'm so glad that you came on the pod. We've been talking about this and we had like, it was like a perfect weekend because you have a little peace and quiet right now, which is lovely for you. Um, This is my first pod, long time listener, first time (laughs) caller. (laughs) And you really are. You're an OG potter. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I love you so much. I love you more than what what, what was. I love you more than dad loves potatoes. Potatoes. Kathy was just talking about how dad loves potatoes today. Lord, that's our aunt. That's our mom's sister. One of our mom's She's sisters. She's going to make some potatoes for the lake because dad loves them so much. Oh, my God. And a sausage breakfast casserole. Fantastic. That's all he's ever wanted. <laughs> I know. He can dig into it at like two in the morning when he wakes up. With a too. giant spin. <laughs> With a giant spin. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. I love Thanks you. Thanks for having me. And thank you to your viewers. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thank you so much to my sister for coming on and making me laugh and talking about the things we love. And uh, maybe you got a little insight into our family, too, um, which hopefully is fun. I think we're a pretty cool crew. Um, And even if she embarrassed me, I didn't edit out anything that was like about me. So put it all out there and thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I love when I hear that people are enjoying the show. So follow along on Instagram at we have notes. I'm at Abby C Gardner. You can subscribe to the newsletter at we have notes.substack.com that comes out on Fridays and that's totally free as well. And until next week, I mean, maybe maybe go to a movie. If you're vaccinated, um, and you should be vaccinated, please get vaccinated. If you're not and you're listening to this, um, go to a movie. Like, I'm really excited. I'm going to go see Black Widow when it comes out solely because I love Florence Pugh so much. And, I mean, yay for female superheroes, right? But um, until next week, I hope maybe you'll do that too. And I will talk to you soon. 